Here I was, here I was thinking about something, something, uh, you know, I was watching Highlander this morning. <laughs> the original Highlander? Oh, sure. There, that's the, there, there, there can be only one. Uh, so it's Tuesday. It's February. 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 Yeah. February. You know, February. People say February instead of February. Yeah, I always think about that when I'm writing it out because it looks wrong when you, you know what I mean? Like you just sort of type it out and you go, oh, no, no, it's R U. February. Yeah. February. Yeah. February. February. Yep, go ahead. February. That's the one. February. Uh, Feb 2-3. You know, hashtag Feb 2-3. Shorten it up for the kids. Fe- Feb 2-3? Feb 2-3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you know that February is named for the purification feast held this month back in the old days i'm i'm having my purification feast even this weekend (laughs) you know all about it oh sure sure (laughs) purification feasts and i go way back i purify constantly right well who doesn't really yeah (laughs) uh it's on taking pictures you can tell because we're talking about photography (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and purification <laughs> and, feasts. And purification feasts. As one does. Uh, it is episode... 200. Yeah, episode 200. 200. 200. 200 episodes. I don't know. I don't know. That kind of, uh, I didn't have a thing about this before we started today, but now all of a sudden I'm a little verklempt. It's a thing. It's, I mean, think of it. 200. If you were on TV, they give you a cake. I think we've outlasted most marriages. Right. <laughs> you know? And still no cake. <laughs> God damn it. Or paper anniversary stuff. Like, what? Is that what's what, wrong with you people? Is that what two years is? Or two, no, no, 200. It would be four, four years. Four years. Well, four years in a few weeks, yeah. So what is four? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Wood? <laughs> it, it depends who you ask. I, I once looked this up. It's like, it all depends on, there's different sets. Is of, there really no of, standard? There are, like, this is the official British standard, and the American standard is blah, blah, blah. And then, hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, there are... Ridiculous. The fourth is fruits and flowers. Well, we're half in the right. o- in the old days. We're now, flowery. The modern thing is appliances. So I'd like flowers. We're flowery. What? What? We don't get a, a toaster oven. I I want one of those I would mixers. Like I like a toaster oven because I like my toast only on one side. I don't like it toasted on both sides. Is that a lyric to a song? Toast on one side. Oh, there well, it's a, there's a Sting song. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Englishman yes, yes, in New York. Yeah, I like, in New York. I, now Thank you, you mention it. I like my toast on on one side. Yeah, and I get it. I, I because then it's like it's moist and sort of steamy on one side, but then it's kind yeah. of crispity on the other side. I love that. Okay, well then uh, get your. We're gonna get you a toaster oven and then uh, <laughs> cut clip, but, clip the heating thing elements on top or something. No, no, no. If you get the toaster oven, then then you you just you set the toast on the tray and then and then do broil and it only toasted on the oh side, the so. broil yeah yeah yeah. But I'm very uh, specific I w- about my toaster oven, so you know don't, I was over my just send house any the, toaster oven. Go ahead. My, my agent has a uh, 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 I went to her house the other day and she had one of those old school electric toasters from like the 1920s like one of those uh, antique ones where the bread goes in and you have to actually flip it around oh like you have to like turn, you flip the bread so the coils yeah, are only on one side 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like just on the inside, and you have to flip the bread. Oh, I like, like that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, you know, we bought it at this antique thing, and like, it actually works. And she went and got a piece of bread, and we toasted it, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Does it, does it have home, so. one of the, uh, the, the, the fabric covered It's very ports. fast. Uh, yes. Well, actually, the, the guy who rebuilt it, I think, put on a rubber cord just because now it's legal. Right, right. In a way that it probably wasn't before. Yeah. Um, I love those old style, like the braided, oh, braided cord. It was super cool. Yeah. And the guy apparently rebuilds them and sells them for like 200 bucks. Of course he does. Yep. That like crate and barrel or pottery. Welcome cord. to New York. Hey. <laughs> uh, hey, okay. So Jeffrey Sidoris, Bill Wadman. We should say that. Cause we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, so we got a lot going on today. We have a ton to cover. Kurt Monroy, Star Wars, Errol Morris, Snickers, lots of stuff. <laughs> lots of, lots of important things. Right. Cause <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Where do you want to start? Uh, uh, camera come. You're driving. Where do you want to go? You want to start with, with changing habits? Uh, yeah, we could start with changing habits. You want to start with camera companies who are trying something different by getting back to basics. Could you have a longer headline in there? Jesus. Well, I was just trying to get into there. What, what you would (laughs) subsection four. (laughs) I was trying to explain it to the old man who needs a lot of words to, (laughs) um, you know, you know what it is? What, What were we were talking about some other stuff last week and, um, and we were talking about like how you get into patterns right in your life and, and you, you know, yes. And like, I know like that showing up here every Tuesday. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but even like sort of bad habit patterns, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, for example, uh, my house gets cluttered all the time. Right. And, uh, and, uh, Conrad and I are both kind of lazy about like putting clothes in the hamper to do laundry or whatever it is. Right. So like clothes thrown about now, it doesn't take more than two minutes to clean up our house and make it look fine. It's not clean. It's just sort of cluttered. And we always say, oh, next time we're going to do X, Y, Z. You know, well, and but it's not like course, you've got a giant pad, right? No, 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 no. But at the same time, there's just this idea that that we're somehow going to change the way we've been doing it for 40 years by sort of making a decision today, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess my question, my my, what I was trying to get at was... <laughs> Do you, do you think that 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 when it comes to even creative things, if, if if there's certain way that you, I don't know, prepare your canvas or tend to work where you paint for a while and let it leave it there for a few days and then come back to it and paint. And then you kind of think to yourself, oh, well, you know what? I should really kind of do this in one sitting and get it done and then move on to the next one. But I've always sort of done this iterative process because and you start sort of like almost beating yourself up like, Oh, I've been, I'm lazy the way I paint. I should paint differently by, you know what I'm saying? Like concentrate on one piece and then work on the next one. You know, um, is, is, is that folly trying to change the patterns that work for you seem to work for you? Or is it that the, what work, what you think works for you might actually be a bad habit that you should try to fix? Um, yeah. Okay. Two, two quick stories. Okay. When I was in college, uh, my my uh, uh, design instructor and the head of the technical theater department, brilliant, brilliant designer and sage in his wisdom and advice, um, would whenever we had 
a, a major project to do, whether it was a, a set piece or a costume rendering or, or you know, whatever it was, you, we, we, we would do this sort of crit wall thing. And, and everybody would put their things up and, and we would talk about why we made certain choices and, and what we were trying to achieve and et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. one of the things that, that Herb would do that I, that I hated at first but came to love is he would ask, what's your favorite part of it or, or what do you think the most successful, successful aspect of it is? Yeah. And you would identify that and he would go, okay, take that away and redo it. Yeah, because what 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 he whatever the strongest thing is, remove it and then you can make the things that are weaker, stronger. Well, that and and you you tend to do the same things over and over and over again. OK, sure. As a as a designer, as a, a, a new media or, or web designer, my um, Achilles heel for a long time was drop shadows. I would use drop shadows on everything. Right. I would vary the opacity or vary the spread or, you know, whatever it was, but I would use drop shadows on everything. And well, the, that, that was you all those yeah, years. Right. <laughs> those, those, those words, Herb's words came back and went, okay, what do I, what's, what's common about, and I, and I did this several times throughout my design career where I would, I would sort of postmortem the work that I had done X number of months or, or for the previous year. And I would look at it as objectively as I could and go, okay, what's common to all this? And I would try and take that out for the next year's work. Sure. And I would try to, to change up how I did things because you, you, you fall into, uh, patterns and, and you do start to rely on crutches whether it's the way you light a scene the same sure. way or whether it's uh maybe a a, a a common pose that you have people do sure. when they're in front of your camera or you go to a location over and over again because that location works so well and it might work so well but you know it, mixing it up might might put uh some barriers in front of you that allow you to see something in a different way etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, so yes, I, I do, I do think it's hard to do, but I think if there, if, if, if growth is at all in the equation that you have to look at those things and you have to mix it up. Okay. But how do you know when something is a crutch or it's a strength? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a difficult question. That's almost, you know, how do you know porn? You know it when you see it. Yeah. I, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like if somebody gets particularly good at a certain style and then, yeah. is it a crutch or a, is, 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 right. is that, white that could be background like, big light. Maybe they've gotten where they want to go. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, we, so. we were talking about Peter Hurley the other day and, you know, there are some that would look at Peter Hurley's work and go, oh, well that, that all white, you know, Kino flow now, what is it? Pro photo that he uses now? Uh, well, he did in some videos. I don't know what he actually okay, really So does. let's but say, yeah, Kino, let's say, let's Kino, say cause that's what he's sure. using for years and years, you know, People, some people would say, well, that's a crutch. Well, other people would say, but that's what defines his style. Well, yeah. Okay. There, yeah. There's a good example, right? Um, Exactly. So yeah. Could, could Peter Hurley, uh, you know, stop doing that and do some sort of other lighting style? Well, sure. Sure. But then again, he would probably be terrific at it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, people are going to him because of that look. Right. I mean, he's a very specific, like you want that look, you go to Peter Hurley or somebody who's copying him or one of his, you know, right, right. Um, 
So in in his instance, I think that there's almost a, a business aspect to. Well, he's not going to change that because that's that's where the money is. Well, know? yeah, and um, I, I, there's there's a difference there too because he is creating product. Ah, uh, okay. And so you see what he does as product for product's sake. Uh, well, I I don't know if it's product for product's sake, but it is a product. It is it is uh um a brand. His look has become his brand. Okay. Well, okay. There, then that's maybe even a better way of putting it is like, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you separate crutch from brand? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, look, look at somebody, uh, and just to pick somebody out of the group, Dave Gardner, I'm not going to pick on you, Dave, because I think you've been killing it lately. You know, he, he is pushing in so many different directions, um, partially because I think he saw some things in his work that, that were becoming, maybe too familiar and he wanted to change it up. I don't know because we haven't talked about it, but just yeah. in seeing what he's putting up, he's trying new things. He's trying new lighting. He's trying new subject matter. He's trying new poses. He's trying new composition. Sure. And I think it has to be a conscious choice um, because maybe what you're doing is working and people like it and it's great yeah. and, and, and it's great. But, but if there's not – I forget the quote and I'll, I'll find it after the show, but there's a, it's something to the effect of if, if you're not a little bit scared or a little off balance, then, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, uh, there should be some uncertainty to where you're going creatively. Yeah. I was uh, emailing with uh, Alan Bellward the other day. Yep. Actually it was yesterday actually. Hi Alan. Um, hi Alan. And uh, he, we were talking about, he was talking about sort of like the concept of a postmortem and all that kind of stuff. And I, and, and, you know, he's like, do you, do you look at your stuff and, and think, oh, I could have done that better. I should have done this differently. I'm like, yeah, all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't do it as a formal thing where I sit down and go, okay, now I'm all done with everything. Now I'm going to sit down for a half an hour and look at what, but while I'm working on say a particular shoots, I dump it into my computer and I'm doing selects or whatever. I'll, I'll think, Oh, that one would have been really good had I filled underneath or done this or moved this over here. You know, it's more of a constant iteration than a than a uh, uh, sort of long term step by step iteration, you know, Um, and 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 I was saying that it's okay that um, that's that 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 hurts in some way. What do you mean? Um, that what hurts? What are you talking about? That that like that 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 in some in some times when you're doing that, it feels like you're beating yourself up, right? You're saying, "Oh, I screwed that up," or "Oh, I should have changed that," or "Next time, I need to do that." Um, and and I likened it to sore muscles at the gym. It's like, yeah, it sucks, and you're sore, but you know that whatever you're doing at the gym is working. You know, it's sort of it's evidence or it's doing that, harm. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you overdo it, sure. Um, but you know, you could overdo self criticality, uh, in the same way, I guess, you know, um, but, but, but the idea that if you, if you're looking at your work and you don't see flaws, it's probably just cause you're not ready to see those flaws in the sense that like, you're not at the level where you see where the weaknesses are and you just need to keep going until you start seeing the flaws. And that means that you're learning, you know? Um, I mean, I think it depends on how much you, you, it, it, it depends on what you want to get out of it. You know, there, there are writers, photographers, uh, musicians that are very comfortable doing what they do the way they do it. 
it yields positive results. It yields, you know, positive yeah, feedback, etc. Satisfying to them for whatever reasons. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. That's okay. It's, it, it really comes down to, you know, I think what you want to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there's also, even those people that you're talking about, I think that they are making progress and they are changing things up and doing things. They're just not being literal or conscious about it. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I sure. don't think anybody stands still. I think that there's, if, if anything, that there's, there's a spectrum of people from the people who are just kind of, I'm doing it and I'm doing the next thing and, and I'm, I'm kind of figuring out as I go along and like trying to make better stuff all the time. And then there's the people who are more formal about it, sort of your, uh, formalized crit wall kind of theory mm-hmm. of it. And I think that there's everyone along that spectrum. Um, yeah, the, the crit wall thing is an interesting, uh, point. I, you know, I, and we've talked about this, but, uh, I have a hard time sometimes deciding how much or how little to offer in the way of feedback. If something is not posted specifically to the crit wall and using the group as an example, um, there are, there are photos that I, you know, would, would offer feedback on that's not just hey, really, I I really like this, or and I I may still really like it, but I I I wrestle with how much to offer. Like what what are you looking for by by posting this? Do you, do you want do you want to know what bugs me about it, or do you just want to know where it succeeds? Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. And 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 some people are looking for. I think it's also the way that people portray what we could generally blob together as criticism. You could, I mean, you, you can say, I don't like the, the reds, the overly saturated reds on this or something like that. But mm-hmm. you, or you could say, you know, have you tried desaturating it just a little bit to try to mellow out the reds? You right. know what I mean? Like there's different ways to put it that feel and sound very different. Sure. Um, and I always uh, try, you know, like, and, and this is something that, that I've talked a lot about with Patrick. I always try and find something that clicks for me. I always try and find something that I like about it. Whether if I'm going to offer something like, you know, well, I don't like the way this is, but I really love what's going on here. So it's not just, right. Right. It's not just a, a, a a comment that can be taken only negatively or only as, as some sort of uh, failure as it were. Are those things that you're looking for as positives? Do you actually have to look for them or is it just sort of that, that, that your mind automatically sees those things? Depends on the photograph. Yeah. Okay. I mean, with yeah. regard to photography, yeah. same thing with sculpture or painting. It just it sure, depends sure, on, sure. on the subject matter. Um, yeah. By and large, there are very few just horrible photos that have no redeeming quality I, that I have seen. Right. You know, um, so... I, I like to try and find something that I like about it, you know, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. offer that up. Um, is it, is it a conscious thing? Sure. And I think, I think because I try and find that I have to look at the image. I have to, I have to, I have to really give it more than just a flip through and a, and a, and a like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it, and I I'll go wonder. back to things often too. Yeah. I just, I, sometimes I worry about change for change sake. You know, the, the, the idea that, that, that Hmm. making, making changes to 
your work or your process or the way you look at things that sure, sometimes that can lead to new things, but sometimes it can just be, it's sort of like a, you know, I'm, I'm breaking up with this girl because I've been with her too long kind of thing when it's just like, well, maybe there's nothing wrong with your relationship with that girl. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, well, okay. For, for, for example, you, you put up, uh, a kind of a redux of that Neil Gaiman portrait. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, took yeah. another pass at it. Yep. Yeah, I did. Um, why? Cause, uh, because, because at I, the time that you put it up, you thought it was, it was terrific. Uh, yeah, well, uh, a raw processing is better now and B my retouching is better now. So I, and I needed to print a big version for a portfolio and I didn't like the way the old one looked. Oh, I um, see. Okay. Printed big. Okay. So that, that's the reason why I went back and, and so has, has your, so is it, is it a combination of ability and a, have changed since 2000 what was that nine ten I don't like that? Uh, yeah 2009 maybe um, I don't know that the, it's changed I think that it's been refined right like the edges have been sanded down mm-hmm. um, I mean I do it's funny when, when I open up old PSDs or TIFFs that I worked on years ago um, I you know there are certain things that I do in my post workflow process, you know, like the, the way I use curves or mask things in, or the way that I, you know, do whatever I do, um, using a a luminosity curves layer versus just a straight curves layer, you know, something I maybe started doing two years ago because I didn't like the way the saturation gets bumped up when you up uh, uh, contrast and that kind of stuff. Um, that, that there are things that I learned over the years and I'll go back and I'll think that it's something that I learned recently or learned a long time ago. And I'll go look at a file and I'll say, this is from three years ago. And I did it completely not the way that I would do this now because the new way is a better way, a more refined way. Cause I've learned stuff about Photoshop or whatever. Um, and it, it, it just reminds me, it's like the things that I think that I've been doing a long time, I've been doing a very short amount of time sometimes and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the, the path that, that I took to get here is different than, than my memory, hmm. you know? And, and so that's kind of interesting to me, uh, just from a, you know, history kind of point of view, but it doesn't right. really make a difference. But, but uh, yeah, I went back to do that because it's like, well, you know what, this, I want to see if I can get more, uh, get this to be. Uh, you know, pull down the sharpening a bit and do this thing. But I was just like, you know what? No, I'm just going to go straight back to the original and see if I can do this better from the get go. It's, it's better. It's way better. Yeah. So it's just, it is interesting that, that, uh, yeah. So that's the reason why I did that, but I don't normally go back to stuff. You know, it's, it's rare that I do, do uh, moving forward. Do you, yeah. do you, if you had to shoot like your next portrait, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, do you take what you've learned uh, on on Neil, for example, and apply that? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 But but see, and that's the thing. It's like uh, and that's kind of what I was getting at with Alan. It's like I feel like I'm constantly doing that. And, and you know, in my do I have a list that I carry with me to the next shoot that says, remember to do this, this, this and this? You know, it's like, no. And do I make the same mistakes multiple times sometimes? Sure. Um and in some ways it almost feels like a, like an athlete, you know, it's like, Oh shoot, I forgot to, you know, push with my left foot when I took this swing or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, sort of uh, mechanical kind of thing. Um, but, but of course in a shoot situation, especially when there's people involved, there's more to it than just the technical stuff. And sometimes, you know, 
got to let go of the reins a little bit over there in order to keep the shoot flowing or keep the person interested or whatever, you know? So there's, there's, you're, you're getting pulled in multiple directions and sometimes you forget things and you learn things and, and, you know, and things become automatic. And then sometimes you forget the things that you do automatically because they're so automatic. You don't even realize you're doing them. You know, that happens all the time too. Um, I just, I just find this whole idea of, of, of habit interesting. Uh, like can't decide whether habit is a good thing or a bad thing. You know, well, I don't think it's I don't think it's black and white. I think yeah. it, uh, you know, I, habit is gray. <laughs> it is. And 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 it has to be necessarily so. Um, you know, I, I have tried to change some of the things that I do. I've tried to change some of the ways I look at things. I've tried to to implement uh, new things in my life that will yield to me being. Um, different in one way or another, or yeah. or see things differently in one way or another. Maybe there's a there's a an angle, sort of the you know if you love something, set it free. Where if if you if you give up something you really like doing and you find yourself coming back to, for example, like in your your example of your design stuff before, mm-hmm. if you gave up drop shadows and four months in you were going you know what this thing really does need drop a drop shadow here and there or whatever it is um that you could bring it back in and go okay i was overusing it before but now i've i realized that this actually is a positive part of absolutely my design right absolutely so you know it's sort of if you rediscover it and it comes back you know it's like but it's uh, it's learn to do it without the crutch yeah 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 you know, if 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 you need to use it on occasion, that's then it's no longer a crutch. If yep. it's if it's being no. used sparingly, then it's no longer a crutch. Yeah, um, I guess it comes down to who decides whether it's a crutch or not. Um. Well, hopefully you you realize it. Hopefully you realize, uh, yep. you know, wow, I'm I'm really overdoing this or I'm not doing this. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think habits can be great. I think I think uh um they can they can make you strong as much as they can make you weak. Strong like bull. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they can be little things. You know, they they don't yeah. have to be giant things. I I started at the beginning uh, uh of the year. I started reading before I go to bed. Um yep. instead of looking at my screen or looking at a screen. Uh, I, like actual I, paper books, paper books. I'm, I'm back to paper. Yeah. Uh, p- partially cause I'm getting so, you know, I'm getting a ton of, of photo well, it's books. It's hard to lately. find those and it's hard to find the large print books. You know, yeah, it is. You want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with, <laughs> with any interesting story other than do you, you, know, do you dogs lift your cats. glasses up to read books? Yes. Are you one of those? Yeah. My, okay, my yeah. glasses are distant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, the, uh, Conrad's the same way. She's just like, you know, she's like three inches from the Kindle with her glasses up. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that close, but yeah. Um, yeah but the 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 idea of just re- and it doesn't matter. I don't I don't have a thing where I, you have to read 500 pages or you have to read a half hour. It's just I have to read a little bit before yep. I go to sleep. Yep. And and what I'm finding is that sleep better. Uh, n- I, well, I'm sleeping better, but I'm reading more books. I'm learning. I'm I'm changing viewpoints. I'm I'm solidifying others. I'm learning to see things differently or relearning to see things the same way. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, only good can come of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading a book now about a guy searching for a lost Caravaggio painting. Of course you are. 
Yeah. I found it on my stacks and I was like, you know, I never got around to reading this. Right. So I started reading it last night. It's actually pretty interesting. Reading is good, people. Are you saying that reading is fundamental? It is. It is. <laughs> Maybe somebody should use that. That's really uh, it's, it's a good line. It's clever. <laughs> you all right? I'm good. All right. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm looking at the, uh, I've just, I've gotten so many terrific books lately and I'm, I'm looking at books. my, yeah, well, yeah, yes. I'm, How many words are in these photo books? Is it usually the foreword or is there actual text? Well, the, the aperture anthology that I'm reading now is like 600 pages or 500 pages or something. It's, it's yeah. It'll massive. be done sometime in 2022. No, nah, it's, it's a good read. It's very engaging. Uh, I just finished um, Big Magic, the Elizabeth Gilbert book, which is fantastic. I'm reading that again. Okay. Uh, you know, I had an idea. This would be kind of fun. Uh, and, and, and it's sort of a book clubby idea. Uh, and, and that is to, to, uh, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a note taker and I'm an underliner when I read. Uh, okay. and I, I, you know, I'll write notes in the margins or, or I'll refer back to, you know, oh, the, go, go back to page, you know, 27 to see where this makes sense or, or where this yeah. starts or whatever. And I thought it would be interesting to, to read a book the way I normally read it, have someone else read the same book the way they would read it, underline the things that they pull out as as interesting, and then swap books and only read the underlined parts. Re reread the book, but only read the underlined parts to see what's important to someone else. Like what what jumped out uh, gotcha. at, at them and they get to see what jumped out at me. You do understand that Amazon already figured this out, right? <laughs> really? It's one of the big features in Kindles is that you can look at other people's annotations. Oh, really? And see the most annotated parts of the book. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's like a, a whole thing. It's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, you can you can turn it on so it's just like show me the parts that other people have annotated a lot. And it'll no like kidding. So whenever, whenever I, if I were to, I don't use a Kindle and I don't, I don't use their software. Uh, so when I'm reading something on the Kindle and I, and I underline you highlight it, a, it goes up into the cloud. Whatever. Yeah. And I think you can, you can choose or not choose. Maybe you have to opt in or out. I forget what it is, but you can basically stick that into a pool of annotations. No kidding. And, yeah. And then uh. other people can like pull down. It's actually, see, that's a really cool sort of crowdsourcing way to do what you're talking about. It's actually here, here I thought I had this clever... <laughs> See, it just goes Start. to show you, kids, everything has been done before. Je Jeff Bezos, man. He's two steps ahead of you. <laughs> Damn Bezos. <laughs> hate that guy. I know. No, actually, I you know what I was thinking, guy. too, would be cool is if you had a service where, like, you could pay a fee, right? Like an yeah. annual fee okay. or something. Yeah, yeah. And you get free two-day shipping instead of, like, the normal shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I think they've come up with that already. Yeah. Yeah, probably that uh, Bezos they, guy again, isn't it? You know, they, they you know that uh, I was reading a thing last night because apparently Amazon is upping their minimum. If you don't don't have Prime, their minimum order for free shipping is now fifty dollars instead of thirty five dollars or something. Oh, see, it was twenty five, and then it went to thirty. It was twenty five, went to thirty five. Now it's going to fifty because they're losing their 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 shipping costs are going up more than their revenue is. So they're trying to find a way. So the the idea is that either you buy more stuff or you end up paying shipping. Right. right? Which is whatever. Or it incentivizes you just to get Prime because for $100 a year, not only do you get the free two-day shipping, but you get the video stuff too. Yeah, you get video stuff. You get free yeah. Kindle books, which, I again, I have not yeah. taken advantage of. Uh, I think you get free, like, lending lending library books too. Like, you can you can yeah, almost a like whole, a library system. And yeah, I there's believe a whole there's an 
audible component as well. Yeah, see, it's it's Prime does make a lot of, and well, apparently, fifty million people are Prime members. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, right. That's a lot. That's what I said. I was like, I I would have thought maybe ten at a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Wow. But you know, if you order ten things from Amazon or fifteen things from Amazon, and you're getting two day shipping, that would you know what I mean? That's well, and and if you if you live in a metropolitan area, you you can often get same day. Yeah, for a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Conrad got her new Kindle a few months ago, same day. Like she was like, I need a new Kindle. I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, but she lives, I mean, she lives on that thing, just devours books. It's, you know, for serious readers, that thing is amazing. I, you know what? I'm, I, I will the, like the paper white ones. I will have to look into it because I have not looked into a Kindle in years and years. In fact, oh, I, I think, I don't think I seriously have looked into a Kindle since the first paper white version came out. Okay. Yeah. The the new Paperwhite is now instead of like 180 DPI, it's 300 DPI. So it it really does look like a sheet of paper. It's pretty amazing. And and um, do you? Sorry, we're digressing, listeners, yeah. for a sec. Uh, do, do you have to buy from from Amazon, or can you sideload books? books that you, you can, already have? You could sideload. Yes. Okay. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh, okay. That's one of those. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, you can sideload, but like you know, they don't want you to do that. Yeah, I mean, you could just you can dump books on. I think you stick either there, whatever their format is, or uh, you know PDFs or whatever it is. You can stick them on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people just buy the books, right? But it's just crazy, you know. Like you pick up this thing and you have like your entire library on it. I is mean, it's not good for it, for uh, photo books or whatever, you know. Obviously, but right? Don't they use? Uh, it's it, do they use still a, a proprietary? They use that Mobi format, yeah, instead I think of they EPUB. Do. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. They have their own thing, but there's converters. It's just, a, I mean, Moby there. is basic. From what I've read, Moby is is basically just a wrapper for EPUB three. Uh, could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't played too deeply in it, but it works, and it you know, Conrad always buys hers anyway, so she's she's hardcore. Anyway, enough Kindle talk, right? Right. Yeah. Th- sorry, guys. Uh, but just- the Kindle is 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 good. Um. Yeah. Uh. Hey, should we talk about the street photography stuff? What do you think? Up to you. All right. Um, so last week, apparently a handful of you are mad that I apparently scoffed, uh, street photography. Uh, and I just wanted to say that that was not my intention. Um, that I was just, uh, uh, putting out my opinion of how I see street photography and why it doesn't interest me too much to take pictures that way. Um, it is interesting though. I was thinking about it last night. And because you, we were talking about it yesterday, you and I, Yeah, and, and you said, but you like a lot of street photographers and you said, you know, obviously people like Saul Leiter and you pointed out Ache, although Ache, I almost feel like is as much a, I don't know, like urban landscape guy or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it feels more like that to me, uh, just because there's really no people in his pictures. Um, and I think that that's true. And I think part of what it is with street photography in particular with me is that I think it's very difficult in street photography to take pictures that feel are very obviously of a certain photographer, you know? And I think the very best have done that. Um, but that it might even be harder to do that in, in street photography than it is in a lot of, in, in other photographic pursuits. You know what I mean? Like I, I could see that. I don't, to, I don't to like, think that's, yeah. I don't think that's what, was upsetting. I th- I think what it wasn't it wasn't the fact that you don't vibe with it, you don't like it, it doesn't yeah. click with you. It was it was the the dismissiveness 
with which you labeled street photographers as not having, you know, I think what what you said was, I don't know how much credit to give the photographer as if it's all just sort of luck and happenstance. And I well, think that's what what okay, people even in, were upset with. But in the with. sentence you just said, I mean, you said, I don't know how much credit to give him as if it's all luck. Well, I never I don't think that it's all luck, but I do think that happenstance is, is a is a factor in it, you know, Um just by definition, I mean, we're in a chaotic world, you know, you're out there, you know, seeing what it is, is in front of you as opposed to somehow manufacturing it or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, and most of that, I, when I say, I don't know how much to give the photographer, I'm speaking largely of myself from my own experience. I've, I've carried around cameras and taken pictures on the street. Uh, I don't do it that often, because I don't particularly enjoy doing it or carrying around a camera and doing that kind of stuff. Like I feel like it, it takes me out of the moment of actually being there. I'm like worried about taking the picture. Um, and I have at times gotten what I think are pretty good street photos. Um, but whenever I do and I come home and I, and I go, Oh yeah, I kind of like that picture. I generally think to myself, yeah, but like I, did I do that? Or is that just because, you know, I happen to be standing on the corner next to that guy at the bus stop, you know? And so it's questioning my own credit in, in the photo, you know, and, and, and I'm talking as, as a guy who back in my days of, of advertising and had a website and, you know, had, had like the projects I worked on, I, I was weird about putting up projects that I hadn't done a hundred percent of, you know, like in some weird sort of, I, I don't know that I deserve to take credit for this thing that I designed, but didn't build or whatever, whatever the, the thing was. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe that's my own, uh, 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 neuroses about credit and power and creative choices or, you know, whatever. Um, you see what I'm trying to say? I do. Yeah. Um, I do see what you're trying to say. I I think those I, I are different like, conversations. I think street photography is 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 a lot. I th I think that there's a hunting aspect to it. You know, you're out there you know, on on the on the uh, out in the Serengeti, like you know, looking for the 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 lion to hunt. And if no lions are out today, you're it, not you're not going to take home a lot of great stuff. You know, I think that there's an element of that. And I think sure. that, that chance element is 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 a large reason why people who like it like it because they don't know what they're going to get, you know. But I think that a lot of times those things are the things that make things make street photographs that work really special, you know. Um, yeah. And but but I also think that there's a lot of really ordinary street photo photographs, as there are a lot of ordinary portraits or a lot of ordinary landscapes. Mm -hmm. um, in in my opinion of looking at other uh, of other types of photography, I think that there's a higher percentage of what I would consider. No, I don't even know if that's true. I, I th th there are a lot of street photographs that, that I look at and I go, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me, but it's interesting because we have recently in, in comments, pictures we've looked at on the group and um, ones that we've had sent to us, you know, like uh, what's his name? Uh, uh uh, uh, Dave Lawrence, right. Sent us these, these pictures from, where's he in? He's Taiwan. Is that what it was? Or Japan? Oh, Taiwan, the Prince. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I mean, haven't seen it yet. 
Oh, yeah, I know. I got to get it to you. <laughs> I mean, the, these are in some ways street photographs, but again, they almost feel more because they're not, they're not really, um, they almost feel more like urban landscapes to me. And then the picture of the, um, I can't remember the guy's but name. But at some point, it's all semantics. And I, I think, yeah, again, absolutely. what I think people were responding to is is feeling dismissed for the type of photography they do, for the okay, type well, of photography they pursue. And it's, and it's dismissive of not only street photography, but landscapes, but... Uh, architecture, anything where you don't have direct control over lighting or a subject, I think that's what they're responding to. Okay, but that's I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else. Um, I'm, I, I'm I, no, I get that. You don't have to yeah. apologize no, to me. I guess, no, what I'm saying is that I, I my opinions are such – this was all within a conversation about what it is that I find interesting about photography and why – you know, this was back to that audiophile thing, right? Like, you know, how we come into photography defines how we enjoy seeing photography and the kinds of photography we like to see. Um, and and yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I agree with that, but I, okay, I mean, well, I, that's, that was, that was the topic of discussion. Yeah. And, and so within that realm, it's like, there are types of photography that I'm not interested in. And, you know, it's funny. We were talking, we also talked a lot about the Grammys last week. And, so, and, and I was just like, I don't know if I get this Kendrick Lamar thing. And some guy wrote in and said, you need to listen to the whole album and this kind of stuff. So I got the album and I listened to the entire thing. I sat here and I listened to it and I still go, you know what? Yeah. He had great musicians behind him, but I don't like the way he raps. Like I don't, it doesn't, I don't, this, I don't enjoy this. Like if, if, if I want really great musicians and some sort of like more R and B kind of thing, like I'll take, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, D'Angelo over, over Kendrick Lamar. Right. Like, so like I, I have opinions of the kind of music that I like. I don't listen to a lot of country music, you know? Right. But again, uh, it doesn't it's, mean that country not, music is useless. It's not, I don't, I don't think the question was whether or not you like it. It yeah. was, it was, the implications of the people that do it saying the that you don't saying, okay. saying that you don't like country music is yep. different than saying country musicians are shit well i never said that no and i'm and i'm not saying that you did right I'm and saying, if somebody took that out of me then they're putting that on there because i did never i would never say that because that the I, but but at the same time, I can say I don't understand what people get out of country music. Very different that subject. People... Very different. But that's essentially what I was saying, right? I can't I can't speak to that. Apparently not, because you know. Okay. Well, that that's what I was trying to say. Like I don't. Yeah. That that is a maybe that's a better way to put it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was never a it was never a uh uh, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I was trying to use it as an example of the things I like and the things I don't like and why I do like something and I don't like the other thing. Right. It's not a, 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 a an overall indictment on street photography or landscape photography or any of those other things. I mean, I occasionally take my camera out on the street. Or, and, and again, you know, I get that. Assembly. I'm just yeah. telling you yeah. from from the feedback, it seems that there there was a a a value judgment to technique ability. OK. That, okay. that's that's what i got out of it that's yeah, that's right. what i got out of but reading I, the feedback you know it's, okay then then i i i don't know what to say to those people because that was a that was not my intention and b like you know everyone's got their thing you know sure um sure. there's plenty of people who i mean the peter hurley thing is a good example it's like i mean he literally takes the same exact picture over and over again 
You know, I mean, it's the exact same picture. Um, and now he's got a, do you know, he's got a team of people around the world that are his like associates who take his style pictures in cities all over the world. Love it. He's syndicating his brand. Yeah. I love it. And, and I think he like probably gets a cut out of all those. That's crazy. That's like a whole thing. Um, now you could say, well, what's the, you know, what's the point of that? That's not portrait photography or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I could, I could agree with that at times, you know, like I could get on board with that kind of theory. Again, um, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a, it's a nuanced difference. You're, you're commenting on the work, not the person creating it. Well, I could say that, why is he just taking the same damn picture over and over again? He's not adding to the art, you know, like, you know, somebody could say that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and you could say, well, you're, you're slagging on his thing. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stating opinion of what I think of his work. Now, you know, are there lots of street photographers who I like their work? Of course there are. Um, but I think that there's a lot of, as my grandmother said, you know, very ordinary street photography out there as there is a lot of very ordinary. Your grandmother had commentary on street photography. Yeah, she had commentary on food. She would say that. <laughs> There's She'd a lot say, of ordinary street photography out there. Grandma, how do, really, how do you grandma? Think of that. And she used to she used to say it's very ordinary. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but it and I guess part of it is that like where I will look at ordinary quote unquote portraits and 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 enjoy looking at them. Ordinary street photography doesn't interest me. It has to be really exceptional street photography for it to like grab me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I was trying to say. So anyway, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, look, I, I, I get it. I get what you were saying about the work. I don't think the uh, to and, and we need to wrap this up. I don't yeah, think yeah. the 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 ruffling of feathers was about the work. I think it was about it was it was it felt directed at those who performed the work. And I think that's where the difference lies. OK, but I you know, I it's it's again, it's it's all on on how it how it feels to me when I do that type of work. You know, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if if you taking going out on the street and taking portraits that I think are good or, 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 or taking street photographs that I think are good or not good is irrelevant. If they if you like them and you think they're good, then that's all that it matters. Or if you enjoy doing it, more power to you. You know, right. If you think you have power over, if you think you have control in the way you photograph on the street more so than I think I have control over what I photograph on the street, then those are just two different opinions, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and both are perfectly valid. Um, so, you know, more power to you if you like shooting street stuff, you know? All right. Moving Uh, on. Yep. Um, camera companies. What do you got here? This is a Pentax link. Okay. So, I just wanted to uh, point. So back okay. to Alan Bailward. This this so th- Pentax K1 does look amazing. Yeah. So Pentax put out finally, and you know, you guys know we're not a gear show, but I just wanted to bring this up for one second as a as an example of something. I love the design of this thing. Yeah, it's kind of chunky and old school, oh, right? Oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. So uh, Pentax uh, put out a full frame uh, camera called the K1, a full frame digital SLR. Uh, using what it seems like is the same sensor from the Nikon 810 and the Sony A7R2. It's the 36 megapixel, probably Sony sensor. Um, and uh, I think it's the first full frame Pentax digital SLR or first one in a long, long time. I think, I think it might you're be the probably first one. right. Yeah. Um, and they had some really cool features in here. For example, uh, there's a GPS chip and the GPS chip can figure out where it is. And so when you're shooting star trails, the sensor actually moves in slight micro moments over the course of a 30 second exposure so that you don't get star trails. 
for like you know star astrophotographer right so the, like, the, the the pinpoints stay pinpointed yeah and i was like you know what that's a really neat idea to using gps you know uh it's got wi-fi built in you know all these all these kinds of things that i'm like okay these are not whiz bang features that are you know we're the latest one with 74 different video modes and all this kind of stuff and it's like no this is a camera for photographers for still photographers i mean it does video but it's not designed for video no that kind of no um and i just like the idea that a company is sort of catering to a a single group and somebody said this is what that what was the nikon one that the 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 f Remember the, the the weird one that was looked like DF. an old one? Yeah, the DF. The DF. Yeah. Somebody said this is what the DF wanted to be. Uh, a, a still camera for still photographers that was sort of no nonsense. And it costs 17 or 1800 bucks for the body. You know, yeah. Which is, I, is, I would love pretty to cool. try one of these out if they would. I guess the only big sort of question mark right now is that there there is old Pentax um, primes. Right. But there are no like sort of new fast zoom or fast focus. They've got they've got a, a roadmap of of some pretty cool looking. Yeah. Lenses. But until those come out, I'm, you know, kind of sitting there waiting. But I just wanted to point it out as an example of 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 a pretty great new little camera uh, for eighteen hundred dollars, which is amazing. Uh, and it's got did you see the, the way that the screen on the back flips and flops? Yeah. Very cool articulation. Yeah, I wonder uh, how long that's going to last. LED lights on on the back of the LCD cradle yeah, yeah. are four small LED lamps that can be used to shed light on the camera's rear controls. Yeah, Rico says a, that compared yeah. to backlit. Go ahead. What? No, I, there's one on the front too for the camera mount. So if you're changing lenses in the yeah. night, uh, Rico says that compared to backlit buttons, this is a better way of providing illumination while maintaining the weather sealing of the buttons on the back of the camera. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I, I this is a nice looking camera. It's I just, it's uh, I, I, very industrial I, looking. I don't know how many they're going to sell, but I will say that you know, uh, uh, Pentax thumbs up on basically catering to you know photographers who aren't looking for a whiz bang thing for every feature. Like the Pentax cameras, at least when I used the six four six four five Z, whatever it mm-hmm, is uh, mm-hmm. last year. Um, the From, controls uh, on six four five, not six four five Z. Was it, the, it was it the Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used the latest one. Okay. Um, the six four five Z. The the controls on it were just sort of like I was like trying to find mirror lockup and all this kind of stuff. I'm looking through the menus and then I realized that there's a little knob right up on the right. the, the right. thing that just goes chook and like clicks. I was like, oh man, that's so much smarter than whatever the hell everybody else is doing. Um, so uh, one more thing about the pixel shift. It's not just for, I mean, one of the advantages of it is it, is it's able to create almost like a Foveon type of a, of a sensor effect. Whereas the Foveon captures uh red, green, and blue all at the same time. Yeah. 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 So uh, the K one includes an updated version of the pixel shift mode introduced on the K three, two like that camera. The K one takes four shots, shifting its sensor by one pixel between each shot. This means that it captures red, green, and blue information at every capture location, resulting yep. in an image with full color information for every output pixel. That's pretty so, slick. That is totally slick, but also probably needs a whole lot of tripod to make that work well. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. yeah. <laughs> that thing's got to be rock solid. <laughs> um, and it's got five, uh, five axis image stabilization on the sensor. Yeah, which is like it's I mean, if bang for the buck camera, like if you're out there to take pictures, right, 
like $1,800 can't go wrong. Assuming the lens situation, you know, gets better over time. I would sure like to play with one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. The K1. I don't know. I just, I, I applaud uh, Pentax. So good job. <laughs> nice. That was me applauding Pentax. I, I heard that. It was very, <laughs> it was very nice. All right. What do you got? Burt Monroy. We like Burt Monroy. Yeah. We, we talk about Burt quite a bit with relation to, uh, to Linda. Um, cause it's but, funny cause it's, he doesn't really, he makes things that look like photographs and he may use photographs as base, but they are not photographs. Right. Uh, so we in, uh, included a couple articles. Uh, here's an interview with Burt Monroy. Give that a read. Uh, but also a link to, uh, his, his, uh, his Times Square shot that he created uh, just a, a couple uh, a, a couple of, of stats on this shot uh, a 25 foot light box was constructed to display the piece all right uh, yeah. the image size is 60 inches by 300 inches <laughs> right the flattened file flattened people 6.52 gigabytes yeah. took four years uh, the painting is comprised of almost 15,000 individual Photoshop and Illustrator files, 700,000 layers. Yeah. So imagine is, looking for layer 42, copy 62,000. <laughs> well, I think he, he, he must, you know, he does a lot of when you watch him work uh, in videos and stuff, he flattens a lot as he goes. Yeah. He'll draw something, flatten it down. Do this other thing when he's happy. Yeah, he'll it down. do. He'll do like the the merge where it's uh, uh, command option shift E and yeah, merge yeah, to a yeah. new layer. Yeah, he does that all the time. So this, you know, um, this is from a while back. He he did this Times Square shot in or image rather in two thousand ten, but yeah. uh, still still worth a look. And uh, the 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 interview is is uh, is is kind of cool. Uh, it's a it's, new uh, interview, uh, but the the Times Square thing is older. Gosh, could you imagine? The time it took, how, what is it, four years? Four years say? to make that image, yeah. Could you imagine spending four years on a single image? I cannot. I would go out of my mind. Like, that's a that's a certain level of dedication I just do not have. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, he's nuts. Uh, they Monroy. ask him, uh, are you using photographs as your base, as a base for your image? Bert re- responds, for the Times Square piece, I did a lot of photo studies, taking around 6,000 over 10 different trips. Now I could also use Google Street View, zoom in, take a screenshot. What does the trash can look like? What do the people look like? What does the pole look like? What does the sign say? A lot of the Times Square isn't real. There's a billboard for Wacom, a billboard for Apple. Those billboards don't exist. The people on the street are all friends and family. I take a lot of artistic license. (laughs) Where's the Wacom? I got to find it now. I got to find it. Yeah, I mentioned Wacom doing an ad inside inside of... uh, there's a there's Square. a there's a terrific uh, uh, oh, I, response I see one. to his process where he starts with Illustrator. So g- give it give it a give it a read. It's interesting. And see, it's uh, funny. I when you look at this, I think okay, I could do. I, I can understand how I would do some of this by basically taking a big Wacom ad and like sizing it and and distorting it in. But he's actually creating the ad over again mm-hmm. by drawing it over again, right? Which is a whole other ball of wax. Wow, that's hardcore. He's hardcore. Yeah. He's not, I like the new one, though. The new uh, the new uh, Amsterdam one. Yeah. It looks like Amsterdam. I want to yeah. see a big, giant version of that one. He's a That's he's a terrifically one. talented fellow. Yeah, he's a, he's uh, a piece of work. I emailed with him a few years ago about printers, and he wrote me back, like, very quickly, so. 2.7 uh, gigahertz, 12 core, Intel Xeon Mac Pro with 64 gigs of RAM. 
That's what he uses? Yeah. Well, you'd probably have to if you're working with like 12 gigabyte TIFF files. Uh, 38 terabytes of storage on his machine. I wonder what he's doing. He's got probably multiple Promise Raids plugged in. Uh, that's what a I would Drobo, do I was... multiple G technology and Seagate drives for a oh, total G-Tech, of 38 right. terabytes. I forgot about G tech. Those are the little aluminum ones, right? The little, they look like the little, the old G five tower. Yeah. But they're they're They've expanded since then. Okay. Um, but the, yeah, that's, that's kind of the idea. Apparently they have very expensive though. They have 48 terabyte versions you can buy that cost $5,000. Wow. Anyway, some people, some people have all the monies. I, uh, I remember when uh, my friend Steve Catalano uh, was Steve using Catalano. Steve Catalano, uh, his father, Guy Williams, who you may remember from Lost in Space or the original Zorro. <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve uh, was using an SGI Octane. And I uh, was was so blown away when he got his first his first Falcon array and it was like Ooh. a 20 gigabyte Falcon array, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember there was a kid in high school who, uh, and this was 92, 91. And he had a, uh, he had a U.S. robotics HST 14, four modem. Sure. Oh, I know. It's probably 9,600, 9,600. And I had a 2,400 at the time and he brought it over and we plugged it in by a serial connection and called up one of the, few bbs's that had a fast enough you know to right, had a 90s right. had an hst on the other end and we transferred files for you know times faster than right. we ever did before right so it only took we, a day and a half to fill a floppy yeah, yeah we we got we got 10k per second versus 2k per right, second or right. something yeah yeah it was uh it was like a whole new world i was like i don't even know how you get this magic box right <laughs> how are you ever going to need more than a meg of memory Exactly. 640K, baby. That's right. Um, Okay, so somebody found an original copy of Star Wars. Is this what happened? Apparently, there are several floating around, despite the fact that Lucas says none exist. Well, I think he's saying that the original doesn't exist anymore, right? Is that what he says? Uh, Yeah. So, So this team called Negative One, they have gone back and restored the original Star Wars. And it is it is uh, it is available for download. It's twenty five gigs, something like that. Um, and on this on this uh, the site is called the Star Wars Trilogy dot com. You can see some of the restoration before and after what they what they have been able to to piece together and and how they've been able to restore this. And I thought it was fascinating one because I love this film, uh, but two, the amount of work that that goes into the restoration of film in general not not just this film but all yeah. film uh and there is a there's a, a another link that we'll put in the show notes uh, a guy named mike verta who is a, a vfx supervisor has uploaded a bunch of videos show to vimeo uh showing how he restores some of these shots and and especially the 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 stuff that was shot in Tunisia, the the Mos Eisley and the and the uh, uh, the um, uh, uh, the the land speeder uh, sequences are phenomenal in how he's been able to restore these things from from these original prints, which were just 
horrible in terms of noise and they're faded and there's no so contrast it's you don't just click a button that has like a little magic wand icon on it yeah no it fixes no it? no apparently okay. these are these are many 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 uh iterations and yeah. if you if you look at for example the sand crawler um they uh here uh, and they're not the 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 overly saturated and false color that's on the blu-ray the blu-ray yeah. is a horrible transfer it's it's really bad but if you look at something like this sand crawler thing i just pasted into skype for you oh, how bad it looks the original film yeah and how much he was able to get out of it and and how much so, he was able to restore wait, this mike Verde is using the new thing or using no this is an old thing this He's is an old thing old footage old where's footage. he getting the old footage from uh i don't know he could tell you but then he'd probably have to kill you yeah i wonder yeah yeah that does uh, uh not look good but it, it is a fascinating look into uh color grading and restoration and removing artifacting and imperfections and and the, the distillation of this is is you know, for those of you who maybe are shooting film or or even 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 you, Bill, who are going back occasionally to some of your earlier work to see some of these processes at work. It's just, I, I found it really fascinating. Yeah, it's you know, it always reminds me of the time I was watching the uh, the the behind the scenes thing on uh, the Lost World, the second Jurassic Park movie. Yep. And I had the DVDs and there's making of, you know, like here's footage that we didn't use or, you know, the, here's the, the, the guy getting pulled through the car where the thing rams the car, you know, like the, the bullhead thing. Oh, like, right, right. Yeah. Car, yeah. The guy yeah. Goes popping out the other side. They had the actual shot before the effects and, and it was probably just a daily screener, quick, you know, telescene thing, but it looked terrible. And I was like, wait a minute, how does that go from looking like that to looking like the thing we saw in the movie, which is gorgeous and perfect. Right. Uh, with, with color stuff is amazingly uh, complicated process in, in yeah. film. So yeah, anyway, and it's yeah. you know he, and he he talks about you know he's got he's got noise. You know how you've got your uh, your grain map that sure. you use to create grain. He's yep. got these these series of noise maps that he uses to get rid of some of the noise and the scratches and the hairs that are that are sort of pervasive throughout the various shots. And and then going through, you know, and, and color correcting and, and retiming things or, or you know, uh, uh, taking out these these sort of weird yellow blobs of color that were that were just uh, throughout the frame for no apparent reason. They were just these sort of irregular blobs of color that had to be sort of masked oh, out. God, and can you imagine having to deal with that? It's amazing. Oh. I mean, it's a it's just incredible the amount of work that these fans have put in and now that apparently there's a there's a, a a petition to allow this to be released for real yeah there it is available places wink wink yeah if okay. you if you yeah if you uh, really are interested in it team negative one star wars silver screen edition you will find links i wonder how it compares to the other crazy people who did the other one the other star wars rest you know the ones that you find places the not extreme, you know the 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 guys who took the laser disc and copies of the DVD and they merged it all together. You know what I'm talking about? Right, 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 right. Specialized edition. Yeah, I'm not sure. This 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 edition really goes back to restoring the 1977 theatrical yeah. release as as well as they can do it. Yeah, that was the plan for the specialized too. They just didn't have the source material that these guys seem to have. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder how the two uh match up. Interesting. Yeah. I would love to see this thing, but I'm 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 sure that uh 
that those sources are being monitored closely and it's not worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Because you know what but, you don't want? Disney lawyers knocking on your door. Oh, Disney's never going to allow any of this. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going on Thursday. So we'll see how it is. Right. There's a new Star Wars world. You see the uh, new Star Wars world they're uh, building down there? Uh, I saw something about it. Yeah. The renderings. Yeah. They're pretty. I wonder if it's actually going to look or feel like that. Uh, they generally do a good job. They, yeah. They generally, you know, look, the, my favorite ride bar none. The Imagineers. At, uh, a guy I went to college with works at Imagineering. My favorite ride at Disneyland is uh, Indiana Jones, partially because of the attention to detail of, of waiting in line to get to the ride. I mean, I'm I'm hooked while I'm in line. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the same thing with the uh, like uh, magic uh, or the haunted mansion, right? Sure. You, you get in the elevator, and even though you're, you know, um, I know that there's no a- windows yeah. and no doors, and the ceiling is going up. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I, it's uh, that was actually pretty good. That was good. Thanks. I can't, I can't wait to hear that on Friday. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, the the Indiana Jones isn't in. They don't have that in in Florida. Oh, really? I, but I, but I've been on that one. And it's good. The best part is when you're like going and you think it like there's nowhere to go. And all of a sudden the floor drops down and the car goes downwards. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. And it's like, that's okay, a really that's well done cool. ride. Really? Yeah. Well no, done. that, that one, uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you on that one. Speaking of haunted mansion, uh, yeah. maybe I can find it before you put the show up. Somebody posted, uh, a, a, uh, like a, a night vision type of a look through the entire haunted mansion ride. Oh, really? And it's fascinating. It doesn't. I don't. I'm think sure it, it does. But you, you don't think it, it, it kills it? I don't think I so. I found it on ride night vision, uh, complete HD. Got it. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. It's. I think it's it's fascinating to see how much detail. And and if anything, I it it makes me respect the Imagineers even more to see what lengths they've gone through to entertain us. I, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. terrific. I I always like that ride. It's satisfying to me. All those yeah. things are fun. I like the one the door that sort of breathes. You know, yeah, that sort yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can hear that. And of course, the mirrors where there's somebody between you. Right, right. It's classic. Sorry, classic. I, just, I just whacked my mic. You know, they did mic. this back in the 60s. Yeah. You know, like, you know, this is amazing. The, the ballroom scene where you're sort of up yeah. top and you can see the people dancing and spinning. Oh, yeah. I love yep. that. I love that ride. Uh, so Errol Morris is is doing a documentary on uh, Elsa Dorfman, huh? Yeah. You like Errol Morris's work? Um, I do. Um, uh, I... I <laughs> In 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 small not small doses. I I love the fog of war. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I I will say that I love that one. Some of the other ones I'm like I go back and forth on, but yes, I I in general I do. Yeah, I just, I I just thought it was interesting that that uh, he was choosing interesting work. These large format Polaroid pieces and yep. and you know kind of. One of the names you don't hear a lot about in the photography community. Um, she's seventy-eight yep. years old. Yep, and uh, she's gone, and not only has she, she shoot these big twenty by twenty-four, she she also has gone, and she's the one who shot a lot of people, it's a lot of photographers. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting. Uh, I would love to get a screener of this somehow once it's you know ready to go. Yeah, the um uh uh the uh there was a, a friend of mine had his picture taken with one of these in New York years ago. Mhm. Uh I wonder I will have to talk to him and see if see if he uh if he has it. I mean so the, these are cool. the kind of stories that I l- listen to this. This 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 is this is right, so ah I I love this narrative. She came to photography relatively late, almost in her 30s. 
after a sheltered Boston upbringing that became what we can only what can only be described as a zealot adulthood. A college year in Paris spelt, sorry, spent in the same hotel as Susan Sontag, a stint waitressing at the 1958 Brussels World's Fair where she was propositioned by the photographer Ouija, parentheses, I had no idea who he was, she says, uh, a job as a secretary for Grove Press in New York during the heyday of its obscenity battles and its ascendancy as a haven for beat poets who seemed to gravitate towards Miss Dorfman like a, mother, a mother's soul. That's that's terrific. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's totally cool. So I, I'm looking forward to this quite a bit. Uh, it was, you know what? I uh, I was wrong. I think the guy who was doing those that I'm talking about uh, is a different guy. Yeah, who did the 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 oh photographing portrait legends? Yeah, it's a guy named Tim Man Mantuani. Oh, okay. Uh, he like took pictures of photographers holding prints of theirs, but he shot it on the twenty by twenty four. Oh, you know what I'm talking about yeah, it wasn't there's a book of that. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I'm okay. looking at right now. It's okay. called Beyond Fo- Behind Photographs, Archiving Photographic Legends. Right. Think, okay. Our, actually, our mistake. There's one coupon in that book. Uh, yep. The Polaroid, she said, is like an old friend whom she cannot quite imagine not seeing every week. I fell uh, in love with it. It's hard to say why. It's like trying to describe why you fell in love with someone. You can list all the qualities, but you can't really say why. Love that. She's lucky that she's retiring at the time when she could no longer get these. Or I wonder if she's retiring because she can no longer get them. Aren't there aren't there still people using 2024? Yeah, but they're using up whatever stock is left. Oh, there's no additional stock being made. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, it's sort of like there are X amount of images left, which is why so many people were pissed with, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Chuck Close. Chuck Close for yeah. using like 73 sheets on each Right. Famous person for that, for that. I wonder if Impossible will uh, will go that big. Yeah, I don't think there's enough of a market. You know, um, they did do that eight by ten, but I think that they last time I looked, it was completely sold out. Although like, she she did, uh, let's see, I nag Polaroid among a select group of photographers: Chuck Close, Mary Ellen Mark, David Leventhal, William Wegman, to spend long periods with the camera. Blah blah blah. Developed by Edwin. Lange. Okay, yeah, this is this is a terrific article. Read this. Go yep. read it. Look forward to the movie. I know I am. When is the movie supposed to come out? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not oh, sure. He's just starting it? Yeah, I don't this know could if be, Could be forever, but let's yeah. see. Um, uh, speaking of documentaries about artistic people, I talked to you about this yesterday. I just want to mention on the show, there's yep. that movie uh, Jocko. Right, which is, uh, about the about, bass player? Yeah, about the Jocko Pastorius. So uh, if you want, if anybody's interested in that bass player, um, Robert Trujillo, is that how you pronounce his name? Trujillo, yep. Trujillo. From uh, Metallica? Yeah, uh, made this video, made this documentary, like basically, you know, poured himself into this documentary about Jocko because he loved Jocko so much. And I haven't watched it yet. I, I do have it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Um, but you can you can go, you know, rent it or buy it now online. So I'll put a link to the to the film uh, to the thing, because I think that it, uh, it good. It's it's always fun to notice the commonalities between different art forms, you know. Yeah. So. Jocko is is coming in at this in a very similar way. Cool. Um, okay, so did you like these? Put, the ad? Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're cute. They're funny, right? Um, yeah. So so uh, everyone knows all these Photoshop fails where there's like a missing arm or a leg from somebody else, or you know they right. they made their legs way too skinny or whatever it is. Uh, Snickers has these you know the, all these series of ads where people aren't who they are when they're hungry. So, you know, give them a Snickers and they'll be better. So it's a series of ads, uh, Snickers ads where there's really terrible Photoshop fails 
And, you know, the, the copy on the ad says photo retouchers get confused when they are hungry or right. photo retouchers get loopy when they are right. hungry. And it's it's like the girl's got an extra hand on her shoulder. And yeah. Yeah. It, you know, her hair is all, you know, composited from two different sources. It's very it's, funny. It's cute. But at the same time, it's such an in joke. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like my mom is not going to get this, you know. Uh, true. Um, but 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 that's OK, because you know what? Life is short. Um, yeah. When anyway, machine just, operators. That's funny. Yeah, I, it's funny. Yeah, well done. When machine Snickers. operators get loopy. Or whoever, who did this? Who, who was the agency that did this? Uh, BBDO. BBDO. Yeah. Okay. They're what? they're pretty they're pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. I bet you they were just like, wouldn't this be funny? And then somebody was just like, yeah, but no one's gonna get it. And they're like, yeah, but we'll get it, and yeah. it'll win lots of awards. Yeah. That's how they roll. Uh, one last thing before yep. we get to the other stuff. Uh. Apparently, some group at uh, at uh, Rice University have developed a new sort of camera that basically, you know, all those computational photography cameras. Like, what was that one that got put up as like, oh, this is the next generation camera, and it had oh, the, like twelve lenses on the front. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. It look, it's like a big iPhone. Yeah, 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 and it's got like six lenses or seven right. or eight lenses. Well, but on that's the front. that's actually using lenses, so I don't know. That's that's, right, right, that's right. a little different. Well, yeah, 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 but I mean, the idea is that it's going to take all that information and combine it into an image. Well, these guys have figured out a way to do that by using pinholes on the surface of a sent, like in right in front of a sensor, so you can basically have a flat camera with no lens. But it's it's taking all of these different signals. And somehow creating an image at the end computationally, like right. any one of them is going to look really silly. It's called flat cam. Um, and, you know, it could uh, such a camera is made from million, a million pinholes. Could you imagine? It's just it's like I guess it's neat because it's a completely different way of thinking about it. You know, yeah. we don't need a lens. We could just you, need could a, you imagine how big pinholes. John Wilkening's pinhole camera would have to be to have a million pin? It's already like nine <laughs> feet by nine feet. You like pinhole photography? Have you tried to do it at all? I I did it in in high school. That was the last yep. time I've done it. Um, yep. I think I think there is there's definitely a craft to it. I mean, if you look at Wilkening stuff, for those of you who don't know, uh, one of the listeners, John Wilkening, J O N, yeah. he does long exposure too, right? Right, right. Yeah. He does he does a series he's working on right now called Handheld Series, and it's all pinhole, and it's it's really fantastic. Uh, I I love not only the sort of almost painterliness of it, but I like the sort of impressionist quality that, that he's able to achieve. Uh, and it, it took some doing to get it right. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I really dig his stuff. I think I've, I just bought another one of his prints. I've got four now. I, I, I like his work an awful lot. Money bags. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so go, go look up John Wilkening, go buy a print. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, I just thought that yeah, was this kind is of neat. Uh, they still have a long way to go before this is. Oh yeah, usable. yeah, yeah. But it, but the, but the idea of having, you know, I mean, the whole problem with the cell phone stuff is that uh, you know you st- you have to have thickness because you have to have the lens. Well, what if we don't? What if we don't need seats? Did you ever watch From the Earth to the Moon? Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, so yeah, what if we don't need lenses? Anyway, it's good stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, what else? I think it would be awesome if a, a cell phone manufacturer just included the equivalent of a pinhole camera in their in their phone. Yeah, and they you just, you, stuck just a pin. you you get what you get. It's like we're we're gonna go the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know the I phones made, made pin- out of bamboo. You know, so it's just I like this total hipster cell phone. 
Uh, I made a pinhole cap for lens cap for my yep. camera a few years ago. Um, and I actually had a guy laser cut holes for me. Sure. You can buy um, those now. Yeah. But the problem is that whatever laser crazy laser cutter he had, the aperture could get down to the, the hole size was too big. Ah, so I ended up doing it with a pin anyway, but it yeah. works. I mean, I, just, just take a body cap, drill a hole in the middle, stick a piece of foil across it, tape it down, and then just take a pin and go boop. Yeah. And you can make one for yourself for next to nothing. Or brass. You can use brass. We you made them out brass. of uh, a Quaker Oats cans in high school. Oh, sure. The classic. Yeah. The classic Quaker Oat can. Yeah. We started, uh, it was, it was a process, man. We started with photograms, which was yeah. awesome. I love photograms. Uh, and then we went to pinhole and then, then we only then. To, were we given the venerable Pentax K1000? Um, I love the K1000. Oh, Best yeah. camera ever. Yeah. I'd still use it today if it was digital and could work fast. Hey, wait, that's the K1. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. What's, uh, what do we got left? Uh, I think that's it. Is that it? That's it? Well, I think we, now we got to go over. We got to go to the group. Uh, timing was was the uh, the hashtag last week. And... Wow, Florian's one is amazing. As as usual, you guys yeah. were en fuego, as they say. <laughs> uh, like fuego. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many good pictures in here. Uh, yep. So many really terrific examples of timing, whether it's uh, people being caught midair, as in the case of Dwayne Christensen and Bracey Lemons. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Bracey's is really great. Yeah. And I, I, Bracey, what I love about that photograph is that you allowed yourself to cut that guy off and we just see the kickflip and, and the shoe. I, I love that. I, I think that's terrific. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better in, it's better because of the crop. I, I it would be if the guy was in the shop. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but I also like the guy in the background. If he, if he wasn't in the background, the guy with the white shirt, I think it would, it needs him almost. Yeah. It's a good shot. Yeah, it's nice. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scroll through. Um, oh, Barry, I like that shot of the the dancer in the mirror. I like the distortion. I like the 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 little bit of motion on her foot as if she is just sort of testing out poses. I don't know what she's doing. Is she walking up? I don't know what she's doing, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what it is. I don't know, I man. Love it. I dig it. Love everything uh, about it. Gruber. Ooh, nice. I like the. Craig Beast shot uh, from, well, he shot it back in the 80s, but of uh, a guy uh, cracking uh, billiard balls. That's pretty cool. Right. Look at that. I don't, I don't think Craig has shot a photo since the 80s. I think, I think that's it. Oh, see? That's now it. you're starting something. That's it. Ooh, look at Roy Cruz's one of the uh, beluga whale. What that's is it? beautiful. Hey, Craig, uh, write in podcast. Uh, what is your go-to film? Are you still able to Wait. get what you've used in the past? Or Can I guess? Can I guess? Is it HP5? Or is yeah, it Triax? My guess is it's no, my guess is that he's an Ilford guy. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Just throwing that out there. Uh Andrew Shields. I love the shot on the bicycle. Love that. Um Good stuff this week. Millie, yes. Carl. I uh, you know what? Have a, I have a th- I would like to go to a rodeo. I like that I like that shot of, of the rodeo. I would love to go to the Calgary Stampede. I'm just saying that's what I would love to do. I yeah, wanted to, seems, my uh, father hardcore. and I always wanted to go, uh, but we never got a chance to. I would dig to be able to go to the Calgary Stampede. All right. I'm throwing that out there. Uh, I like else? these two women painting Peter Evans. One That's a terrific that. shot. Yes. That's a cool shot. Yes. 
I want to see. I like the way the, the woman's lapse. got like her foot almost on the wall. Yeah. Actually, it might even be on the wall. Yeah, I think it is. I think she's like bracing herself on the wall there for uh, for balance. Yep. Uh, Gordon, uh, I know that there's no timing hashtag, but the uh, the attack of the neighbor kid where the little girl's like licking the window and the cat just can't be bothered. Fun, fun shot. Crack up when I saw that. Cracked up. Uh oh oh, Dennis. Father and son racing the stairs at St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal. Love that picture, Dennis. Dennis Rancourt. Love that picture. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So keep them coming, guys. Uh, this this week, relax a little with leisure. <laughs> leisure. Leisure. I like it. I might even post a picture of my favorite leisure suit. You have a leisure suit? Maybe. Don't judge you me. Multiple, you have multiple leisure Don't suits. Judge don't judge me. From college? <laughs> from college. With my big, oh, I'm sorry. From your retirement party. <laughs> right. My, with my big Charles Nelson Riley glasses and my, uh, my uh, silk cravat. Yes. Thank you. I could actually see you doing that. I, you know you what? You roll that way? I, maybe, maybe, maybe for Halloween, I'll go as Charles Nelson Riley. Okay. That would be pretty genius. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be good. I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. I got to figure out somewhere to go because otherwise it'll just be me, you know, watching old match game reruns in the house. Dun, 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 dun. Right. I love me some Gene Rayburn. <laughs> <laughs> leisure. Got it. Leisure. Hashtag leisure. In, in, in the, in, in the, uh, in the book. In the book. Um, so photographer of the week. What, what do you got? This is yours. Robin Beach. All right, where'd you find uh, wait, Robin, is Robin as in a her or a him? A her, Robin Beach. Okay. Um, there was a, sh- a, a story on PDN. It was a PDN photo of the day, actually. If you look at that second link. Yep. Pulling it up. Uh, which I, I just, I love that picture. I love the, the sort of costume design, graphic design. I love the makeup of it. Uh, and I hadn't heard of her before. So then I started looking into her her catalog of work and I was just fascinated by uh, – did you ever see um, – the second photo reminds me of uh, – oh gosh, there was a film called The Cell and then the follow-up – his follow-up was, uh, was called The Fall, directed by a guy named Tarsim. I did not see those. Okay. If you have not seen The Fall – the Fall is a fantastic flick. It, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it. It's uh, it's about this stuntman and uh, this little girl who are in the same hospital, and the stuntman is telling. Oh, it does look like the cover of that. Look yeah, that. the the stuntman is telling this story to this little girl, uh, and I'm not going to ruin it for you. But it is a it is a gorgeous film. Maybe we can put the trailer. In the uh, in the yeah, show I'll notes, the fall is what it's called. Yep. Uh, directed by Tarsim, who also directed the REM video for "Losing My Religion." Um. Anyway, so I started looking through her work, and I just—it's so inventive and so creative, and and spans such an interesting gamut uh, of styles that uh, I just thought it would be fun to look at for for photographer of the week. Uh, Good choice. There is uh, there's a, a film. Ah, which I have not watched. A Life Exposed. A Life Exposed, right. Um, I, I, I love the photographic puns that are always in the titles of right. movies about photographers. Right. It's the equivalent <laughs> of owning a hair salon and calling it sheer pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cut above. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop uh, it, people. 
<laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, so I got to watch this. Have you watched the movie? I've I've watched the trailer. I have not yet watched the film. Okay. Um, but man, do I do I like her work? And you look on her 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 uh, 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 la, 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 sounds like site. Um, there are three basic areas: uh, fashion in the '80s, India color, and India black and white. And and that's it. But within those is such. A, a, a dense body of creative work. I, I just, I love this work. So yeah, and it's uh, her, her uh, yeah, it does vary a lot within those three. And she it seems to work. She seems to work with a lot of these body painter people too. Mm-hmm, so, which mm-hmm. is interesting collaborations. If you are interested in body painting uh, yeah. as an art there, uh, I don't know if you can get this book anymore, uh, but there is a, uh, there was a, a very famous uh, uh, model uh, back in in the 60s and 70s, uh, her name was Verushka, uh, and her, her her full name is I think it was Verushka von von Lenhoff von Lendorf something like that von Lendorf von Lendorf. Okay, so there was a book of her body painting, and it it was it was not only was it character driven, but it was it was things like like they would paint her into uh, a wall, into a yeah. wall, yeah, into a stuccoed surface, into a rock. Uh, and it's oh, those are amazing. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and I've I've got one of the books about her life, and I think it's just called Verushka, but I think it it might be out of print. Um, anyway, so a little aside there, if you're into body painting, look up Verushka. Yeah, there's a whole. Um, uh, yep, I, I found a uh, portfolio of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look that up. Very um, very cool. So anyway, something a little different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. Somebody uh, recommended uh, another photographer that maybe we we could use for next week. Um, somebody was saying is really good. Can, can, can we can we tease? Uh, sure. Somebody what do, what you got? Up? What do you got? Bazan. Uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Ernesto Bazan. Ernesto B a z a n. Maybe we'll use him next week. Well, now we've just given it away. Yeah, but people can go look at it. So then, when we talk about it next week, right? Oh, there's a book. Ooh, there you go. See, mm. uh, he lives in Brooklyn, apparently. So but, oh, he does Ernesto. workshops. Yep. But, Interesting. Uh, beautiful. I mean, this is like reportage stuff. It's you know what it feels like to me. It feels like uh, uh, Cartier-Bresson, the next generation. You know, because oh, it's got that like, shot. Young wrestlers, Havana, two thousand three. That's a beautiful shot. Wow. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's not messing around. This guy, huh? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about him more next week. Okay. Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com if you want to leave us a voicemail message 347-687-9411. Or uh, you could find us on Twitter or uh, Instagram, uh, Bill Wadman or Jeffrey Sidoris. Uh, got anything oh, else? Oh, yes, what? I do. I do. Uh, speaking of Instagram, I wanted to make sure to remember this. Hold on one sec. It is called... Uh, here, here is my my follow recommendation for. Oh gosh, it is B. BTS, BT, famous BTS magazine. If you are on Instagram, follow famous BTS magazine. Terrific! It's uh, they show the oh, the, light setups and things. the final shot, that. and then how a, a shot of how the shot came to be. 
Oh, that's uh, cool. So it's a, it's just kind of a cool glimpse into how certain types of shots were created. So if you're if you're uh, getting into lighting or 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 production. Uh, this is kind of a cool way to see how certain types of, of photographs are being created. And it's just kind of an interesting look into into uh, other people's process. Yeah, it's 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 annoying when you get to the place where you realize that you need more lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are a lot of times when you look at stuff and you go, damn it, I do need more lights to actually yeah. pull that off. Yeah. Uh, so famous BTS magazine. That's a good idea. That's my pick for... Uh, for a uh, Instagram of the Instagram. week. Oh yeah, and they've got the one of the Jeff Bridges shot, which is uh, oh, who did that shot? Marco Grob, that really terrific kind of uh, uh, shot of Jeff Bridges with with the beard, and he's and he's beautiful lighting. He's kind of flagged off to each side, and they've yep. they've got yep. a little movie of how they of how they did it. Very cool. Simple setup. One yep. looks like one light, a couple reflectors, and that's it. I'll have to find it. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. I like the uh, big giant para with a, a gritted beauty dish in front. It's yeah. Interesting. Things to play with. Right. So um, uh, famous BTS good. magazine. Good podcast on taking pictures. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. When, Thank you. Are we? Do we go a little long? Are we okay? All right. We're a little long, but people like it fine. It's all fine. Right. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, send us a note and say hi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Right.